Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TF Today. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today. We made it. We're here. We did it. Let's go. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. There's a copy sitting right there. TexasFootball.com, corresponding website. It's on this computer. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for... Sp- Supporting your local mediocre internet show. I'm so excited. Spending part of your day with us. I can't remember remember the the, the whole read. If this is a preview of what's going to happen tomorrow, we're both going to be like... (laughs) I'm sitting here. It's football. Over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She's the Dutch to the dork. She's the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow her on Twitter at Ashley underscore Pickle. She's wearing a sleeveless shirt today. She's from Lano. Okay, first day of the season's... She's guns are out. Let's go. Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Happy football season, Happy dorks. Happy football season. We made it. We done Today did it. Today is a day we've been waiting for. Thursday, Thursday. August 25th, 2022. 91 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to, I presume, Football Jesus, because it's yes. Christmas. Uh, but actually, happy birthday to Billy Ray Cyrus, who turned 60. 60, wow. Happy birthday to Billy Ray Cyrus. It's episode 1,443. Big old show today. Huge show. Massive show. Gargantuan. Going just long, doing the whole darn thing. The all whole, the whole show's going to be football. big. All football. Here's the rundown. We're going to start with the top 10 games of the week. We're going to tell you which Texas high school football games are the best, which you should be paying attention to this week, our top 10 Texas high school football games. Then... We'll be joined by the new head coach of the China Spring Cougars. Big game this week against Lorena. Coach Tyler Beatty will join us live on the air here on Texas Football Today. Then we've got the picks, my high school football predictions for week one of Texas high school football season. And then the debut of our very exciting brand new college football segment. Financial oh, advice. Craven bets. <laughs> and Craven's Going corner. to the corner. Where we in this corner, money. we make money. Uh, we will get some uh, football financial advice from our football financial advisor, Mike Craven, on this very large show. Do we have first four through the door? Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Terry Adams, Nick Morton, Rob Hadaway, and Just Chad, welcome in, fellas and lady fellas. Hi. Welcome in. We're excited about football. We are amped up. Pickle, it's week one of the Texas high school football season. 
There are 730-something games scattered hither and yon, east to west, north to south, even some places in between those those four cardinal directions. Big games everywhere, every classification, from 6A down to private school six-man. But the question we get all the time here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football is, all right, what are the big games? Mm -hmm. My mom, this is 100% true, my mom asked me that last night. Oh, nice. She said, what are the big games this weekend? I'm like, Mom, I'd love to tell you. I'd love to tell you. And so I and the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew, each week we're going to put together our list. Mm-hmm. We're going to put together the top 10 Texas high school football games that you should be paying attention to this very week on week one. Without further ado, the week one DCTF top 10 games of the week. We'll go kind of around the corner. We'll start in the middle. Let's start with the, yeah, the headliner. The big here. one. The big one. Now, the one in the middle is just the one we're going to have photos of. I should tell you. It's not necessarily the number one game. These are not any sort of order. No, it is the headliner, darn it. (laughs) Lorena and China Spring. This one literally could be considered the headliner. (laughs) Matchup of defending state champs. China Spring, the 4A Division II state champions, moving up to 4A Division I. New coach Tyler Beatty will be joining us here in just a few moments. Mm -hmm. They're taking on Lorena as the the Leopards, 3A Division I state champion. Coach Ray Biles back. Uh, Jaden Porter back in the mix. Um, I'm very excited about this game. Super Uh, amped up. 4A versus 3A match. Matchup. Remember, China Spring did beat Lorena last year. Mm-hmm. Lorena still went on to have a pretty decent year, yep. but very excited about this game. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in China Spring. I believe our, our reporter, uh, Paige Norbach, will be out there for Bally, too, so you can oh, awesome. catch the highlights on that. Fantastic. We'll swing it around, starting the top left. All right. Saturday at Kincaid Stadium, 6 o'clock Saturday. It is the Duncanville Panthers and the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears. The South Oak Cliff Golden Bears begin their title defense of 5A Division II. Uh, very excited to to see what they do. Quarterback questions on both sides of this ball. Mm-hmm. Duncanville and South Oak Cliff. Who is able to answer their question better? Uh, so we're very excited for Duncanville and South Oak Cliff. Going to be a big one Saturday at Kincaid Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night. One that may be flying under people's radar. Alito. Moving up to 5A Division One, and they will take on the number one team in the private school ranks, Dallas Parish Episcopal. 5A uh, Division Two, right? Are no, they're moving up to 5A Division, Division One. one? Okay. Yeah, they moved up to 5A Division One. That's going to take a minute. Yeah, I know. Um, this game, uh, they're at Parish Episcopal. This is a really interesting measuring stick, I think, for both of these teams. For Parish Episcopal, a team that's got bona fide uh, TAPS Division One state championship aspirations, uh, they are loaded for bear, but they get a big challenge in Week 1 against Alito, a team that needs no introduction. Uh, questions for Alito, uh, strangely on the offensive line, which is going to be interesting. I'm interested to see how they match up there. Uh, but Alito and Parish Episcopal, big game, 7 o'clock Friday night on our top 10. Also on the top 10... A game bottom left, a game that uh, lost a little bit of its luster yesterday, mm-hmm. but 7 o'clock Saturday at Allen Eagle Stadium in the Landry Classic. It is Lovejoy taking on College Station. Uh, the reason this lost a little bit of luster, if you didn't hear, Marquise Collins, the superstar running back for College Station, has been uh, ruled out for the season with... Uh, uh, did we catch the kind of injury? No, all I was told was injury. Injury. Regardless, a big blow. It's got to be something pretty severe knowing that He's out for the rest of the season. It stinks. Yeah. It stinks on ice. Um, and and because he was it's their okay to say it. their hope. Yes. Like, 
very 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 difficult so so college station uh still you know uh, of course a five a division one state runner up a year ago taking on uh, the number two team in five a division two uh lovejoy who may have one of the best uh, receiver cores in the nation mm-hmm. uh there with jackson lavender leading the way um how does college station look now both without their starting quarterback jet huff off to the next level and marquise collins now out for the year with an and injury. a new coach and new coach stoney Pryor taking over his coaching debut 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Tyler, Texas, live on TexanLive.com. Let's go. You can watch the Gilmer Buckeyes take on the Chapel Hill Bulldogs in a game we're going to talk more about in the picks video. Uh, but this is a tantalizing top three matchup in 4A. Gilmer number two in 4A Division Two. Chapel Hill number three in 4A Division One. This game's going to be fabulous. 7.30 p.m. Friday night, live on TexanLive.com. Don't miss it. Meanwhile... In a really interesting neutral site matchup, 7 o'clock Saturday, of flying under the radar, Pleasant Grove out of Texarkana will take on Brock in Greenville. Mm-hmm. That game, uh, 7 o'clock Saturday night, uh, a, a massive match. Of course, Brock, a state runner-up from a year ago. Pleasant Grove, we have very high hopes for. We, we talked about how young they were last year. They're bringing back a ton from last year's team and still going to be babies, still going to be juniors, stuff like that. So They've I'm, all grown a lot, though, yeah. man. <laughs> they is, might be babies from like age standard, but how they look does not look like babies. Brock is the number one team in 3A Division One. Um, excited to see what, what that game looks like because it's going to be a hard-hitting physical matchup with two offensive and defensive lines getting after it, 7 o'clock Saturday in Greenville. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Austin. It is the number one team in 6A Division 1, the Austin Westlake Chaparrales begin the Tony Salazar era as they welcome in a very game Fort Bend Ridgepoint squad that I think is going to be able to test them especially defensively in a few different ways. This is a Ridgepoint team uh, that does have a, a fair number of big time playmakers coming back from last year's team. Uh, you know, most notably uh, they bring back Carson, uh, they're, they're going to bring back uh, Izel Jolly who was a, a really kind of elusive shifty running back. Uh, they're working in Carson, uh, Carson Gordon. I'm very interested in how the what the Westlake offense looks like, right? Yeah. Uh, the Westlake Westlake offense has a new quarterback, uh, a new coach, a defensive guy. Exactly right. Uh, so a lot of questions there for for Westlake. We'll answer a few of them. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night in Austin. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, Fort Bridge Fort Bend Ridgepoint originally had another game scheduled and said, "Oh no, we want to bow up to Westlake." Like when the when the offer came out and they took it. Like that's yeah. a. <laughs> That's testing your team. For sure. 7 o'clock Thursday night. That's right. Tonight. Let's go. Down in Galena Park as the defending 6A Division I state champion Galena Park North Shore Mustangs begin their title defense against the Woodlands. I am really interested in the Woodlands. I think that they have a chance to really crash the party. Maybe in the tower, a three-year starter at quarterback. Their defense is going to be the normal Woodlands defense, I think. Um, this is a Woodlands team that is flying under the radar. They get to test their mettle up against the number one team in 6A. Or rather, number two team in 6A, the number one, uh, or rather, defending state champs in 6A Division One in North Shore. Caleb Bailey, the, the quarterback back with David Amador, etc. What does North Shore look like, this version of North Shore? Excited to see what the, what this game tonight uh, 7 o'clock Thursday night at Inglina Park. Tonight in Beckville, Let's in front go. of the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew, 7.30 p.m. tonight in Beckville, it is a top 10 matchup between the Beckville Bearcats and the Timpson Bears. Um, this game is going to be really interesting. You know, uh, traditionally, past few years, Timpson has had their number because Timpson's mm-hmm. really had everybody's number. Yep. They bring back Terry Bussey. He is uh, worth the price of admission in and of himself. There are some questions, I think, on the defensive front for Timpson, though. Mm-hmm. We have some questions there. 
uh, Beckville's offensive line figures to be really ready to go, and they have uh, an outstanding group of playmakers uh, that I think could could make them uh, could make them pay. They've got uh, the running back whose name is escaping me at the moment, Jacoby Williams, who was such a, a game changer as a sophomore back for his junior season. This is going to be a fun game with explosive plays. I'm excited to go out there. Well, and if you remember too, Powers dropped a little nugget mm-hmm. on Wednesday saying that he anticipates that Jacoby Williams' young brother who is a freshman might have made the varsity squad Mm. and enough as in made the varsity squad but might even be playing tonight and he heard that he is a dude so we might get our eyes on a very fresh prospect there from Beckville and rounding out the top 10 games of the week according to Dave Campbell's Texas football let's go to the six-man ranks let's go to the Jayton gridiron classic as the May Tigers take on the Jayton Jaybirds in a really interesting matchup. May, of course, the state runner-up from last year, uh, now taking on a Jayton squad that we've got very high hopes for. Uh, Jayton, I think, has an opportunity to really crash the party. Uh, they they host this classic. This is It's a great... I think that they play seven games over the course of Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, but with Caden Valerio, Jaden Rivera, Caleb Beck ba- uh, back there, May's got some questions. They're they're losing guys like Caden Hawk. Um, this is I am forever. very intrigued by what May looks like, and Jaden playing at home in the opener, especially being you know they bring back uh, nine starters from last year. I've team. been I, and I was so high on Jaden last year too. Mm-hmm. Like to know that they bring them all back. They're gonna be they're gonna be this is gonna be a fun game. I think this is the showcase matchup of the of the of the. Jayton Gridiron Classic, which is saying something. But anyway, there it is, your top 10 Texas high school football games this week. Make sure you get out to a game or stay home and watch them on TexanLive.com. We got uh, how many games we got this week, executive producer? Um, I, we're up close to 40, if not over 40. Wow. Um, tune in to WTF at 2. We'll be going through like the full Texan Live schedule, there basically. So there's That's a tease for you good tease that's a lateral tease thank you we're at texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football on the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football recruiting all across the lone star state let's talk about our friends at Honda, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is so fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many ways. Thanks to the support of the North Texas Honda dealers, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few very deserving individuals. Congratulations to Jackie Royal of Burleson High School uh, on being the recipient of the Community Helper Appreciation Award presented by North Texas Honda dealers. The North Texas Honda Dealers and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are going to be out at the Burleson versus Burleson Centennial game uh, tomorrow night. So make sure you go by and say hi to our friends at the North Texas Honda Dealers. Uh, and uh, thank you for being helpful in your community, Jackie Royal. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs 
in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the China Spring Cougars, the new head coach, tomorrow night. There in China Spring, he will make his head coaching debut. We are joined by Coach Tyler Beatty. Coach, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm excellent. How are things in beautiful McLennan County? Oh, it's doing great. The weather's perfect. Sun's shining. We woke up this morning ready for tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is is a big day, but it's it's been a process to to get here. I'm interested uh, in in now looking back over your first offseason as 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 head coach uh, there with the Cougars taking over the defending four A Division two state champions. Uh, I'm I'm interested in, in how you assess what you guys were able to uh, to accomplish this offseason getting prepared for tomorrow. Yeah, it's been really, really good for us. Uh, we've got 37 seniors in the program and allow them to grow and lead this, this group of guys in the spring was huge for us. Uh, we had to bring in some new coaches. And so as we went through that process, it's just been really good to see kind of everybody uh, building trust with, along with one another and and uh, always wanting to get to that goal of just going 1-0 on the day. So, you know, you, you guys are, are had the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year last year in Major Bowden, and, and what an, an, an incredible player he was. Um, I know on the field, and the numbers really speak for themselves, but I know that he also filled a really important leadership role for you guys. He was a lot more than just the numbers and, 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 and you know, the plays. From your perspective, do you feel like that void, that leadership void that that he uh, that he leaves, has been filled by by new guys? Do you feel comfortable with with saying that you guys have some leaders that have stepped up? So Major was by far one of the best leaders that we've ever had. Uh, he did a great job in all aspects of our program. But uh, in kind of lieu of that, we've got some seniors that have stepped up. Mm-hmm. They played a lot of football and uh, are kind of showing these younger guys that are having to fulfill roles from graduating seniors of the expectations and uh, how we do things here at China Spring are, are different than other places. And we've got move-ins, and, and they're, they're buying in and, and allowing our 37 seniors to uh, do their job and, and let this be a player-run team and allowing us coaches to facilitate and help in any way. It's, it's been really exciting to see. Tyler Bay, the head coach of China Spring, joining us here on Texas Football Today. We can involve the conversation at hashtag TF Today. All right, Coach, you know, one of the guys that, that's going to be added to your team uh, is is the, the, the new quarterback, Cash McCollum, who um, who uh, his, his father joined the staff there. He had been the, co- uh, he had been the quarterback there at, at Wimberley. Um, how has he um, kind of ingratiated himself to the program? How has he kind of merged with the program? And, and how different do you think this team is going to be with, with him at the helm? You know, Cash is uh, an awesome kid. He came in from day one uh, as we kind of ended up with summer, and he's just been in the locker rooms and absorbing everything from scheme and and how we do things here at China Spring, but also the camaraderie he's built with the guys in the locker room. The guys have really accepted him, and uh, we're really excited to see what he can do on Friday night. And obviously – him having some varsity experience all last season at Wimberley is a huge uh, benefit that we have. And, and we're just really excited. I know our kids are fired up, and uh, he's already 
kind of taking that role of leading our offense out on the field. You guys are you're taking over a program that um, I think it, it goes without saying doesn't need fixing. This is not a rebuild. Um, you're taking over a state champion program. Um, and, and, and Coach Brian Bell obviously did a fantastic job. The whole Bell family has done a fantastic job. How do you go about putting your own stamp on this program uh, while also acknowledging that, yeah, things are, things are going pretty well around here? Absolutely, truly blessed. Uh, every, everybody here in the China Spring community is uh, so giving and – they, they know what China Spring football means and everything from our seventh graders all the way to our seniors. And so, yes, being at the helm of China Spring football, it's uh, I wouldn't say it's easy because there are things that we needed to polish and clean up. Discipline was one of those. And it wasn't even necessarily what we did between the white lines. It was taking care of our attendance and our academics and our behavior of being the, the, the most forward thinking and the best prospects that we can be here in China Spring to obviously benefit the community. Uh, you are a defensive guy. Um, you you were promoted from the uh, out your spot as the outside linebackers coach uh, last year. I'm I'm interested. You know, last year y'all's defense was such an integral part of what you did. I mean, as as much of the uh, headlines as maybe major and and the offense got, the defense was really what stood on its head a lot of the year. Do you have a feeling quite yet on how this defense may be different from last year's defense? Obviously, we got some new faces having to uh, replace Dawson X-Line and Keith Jimney at the two bookends uh, has been a has been a chore and a challenge for us. And we've got guys that have stepped into those roles. But as far as a returning letterman, our defense has the most. And we've had to move some guys into some different positions. And uh, I think I think we're going to be very solid up front, just as we were last year, led with uh, Greg Salazar and Jalen Trotter. But then we've got our uh, linebackers, Tristan X-Line and he converted Jacob Mott to an outside linebacker. And we've also got Trey Hafford there in the back end. So we're really excited to see what they can do and, uh, you know, allow us to get the ball back into our offensive hands. Um, you know, this is uh, this is a, a team that I think, uh, obviously last year you had a number of breakout players, guys who weren't necessarily household names that became household names by the time that the year was over. Is there somebody lurking on your roster that you want to give us a, a little hint toward that you think could be in for a big year that maybe we don't know about yet? So Jaden Davis, he was a backup running back, uh, backup lines, outside linebacker for us. Uh, I think he, he's going to have a really big year for us. He still has roles on the offense as well. He's leading the Mike uh, linebacker position in the loss of Braden Faulkner in this past season. So uh, we're really we're really fired up about Jaden. He's worked really hard, and uh, I, I know that he's really excited about the opportunity. Uh, Tyler Beatty of China Spring joining us here on Texas Football Today. All right, so let's talk a little bit about your opponent tomorrow, uh, the Lorena Leopards. Uh, uh, you guys are, believe it or not, not the only state champion in your first game. Uh, you guys, you know, Brian Bell left you a real nice, you know, you, you, got, you know you didn't have to play the schedule this game. <laughs> this is, this is I, I know. And, uh, <laughs> in, in my time here, Lorena has been on the schedule, and everything that they do over there with Coach Files and staff and those kids – you know, it, it's nice that they're in close proximity and we've got kids on our campus that know them. And it's just kind of become a rivalry for us and, and our kids feed off it. I know theirs do as well. So uh, we weren't necessarily seeking for <laughs> defending state champions. We, we scrimmaged Franklin early on and, and now we got Lorena. And, and we're excited because in our eyes, in order to be the best, we've got to play the best. And and uh, we've loaded our preseason schedule and then our district schedule is a gauntlet as well. So it, it's going to be a task for sure, but 
uh, we, we will know very early on as to what kind of team we got and, and be able to respond to adversity. Don't ask you to give away your game plan, but when you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against tomorrow night, uh, what do you see? Uh, we're obviously going to need to take care of the football. That's going to be huge for us and uh, be able to put drives together. And then on the defensive side of the football, we've got to find a way to uh, keep Zayden Porter in, in check and, and then rally to the football, putting pressure on their quarterback and then uh, obviously scoring in the red zone. And we, we've got Thomas Barr, senior kicker, who's phenomenal for us. And so being able to get away with points on every drive is going to be huge. Um, and, and then finally, Coach, you know, tomorrow is, is obviously a big day for the China Spring community, a big day for, for Texas and stuff, but it's also a big day for you. Uh, your head coaching debut uh, down there uh, at, at China Spring. Uh, you're going up against a guy going for win number 201. You're going for number one. Um, I'm interested, have you given thought to what you think tomorrow night, maybe around 7.29 p.m. is going to be like for you? What I've been saying since Monday is I'm just ready for 7.30. I, I'm ready for this ball to get it in the air and let's get after it. But, no, it really hasn't sank in yet. You know, uh, the logistical process of putting everything together is basically done, and, and we're ready to get out there. We've got a heck of a coaching staff and super supportive and instrumental in all the progress that we continue to make here. But, um, yeah, the, the, the butterflies are going, and, and we're, we're just ready to get out there. Our kids are so excited. They're ready to finally – play for keeps and, and, and get this thing going. He's Tyler Beatty. He's a new head coach of the China Spring Cougars. Follow him on Twitter at the Coach Beatty. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the new gig and uh, go get him tomorrow night. Thank you so much, Tup. There he goes. Tyler Beatty, head coach of the China Spring Cougars. Join us here at Texas Football Today. There will be an 0-1 state champion tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, that's great. I, I, I think it's great and I think that, I think from what I understand, you know, and he would know it better than I would, but these are he mentioned the rivalry i think there's a lot of mutual respect between these two programs oh yeah that you know and and i think they want to play each other because they know they're going to challenge each other and um it's going to be interesting it's going to be a fun game i think it's going to be a fun atmosphere you know china spring i think it's going to be a wild atmosphere there for the fans you know first time they get to see the team as as state champions and stuff you know for a fact that out of a neutral game perspective in the greater waco area i guess you would consider like that's that's the game that you're going to i totally agree so anyway we appreciate tyler Beatty, who's uh, a little busy these days but we appreciate him (laughs) taking a little bit of time to chat with us we are texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Let me tell you about our friends at Takis. Our delicious friends at Takis. They're not delicious. Their food is... Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Could have gone better. Takis is the presenting sponsor of the Sustainability <laughs> Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused on the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. This week's spotlight game is the Battle of 287. It's Waxahachie and Ennis. The Hatch. And we will be spotlighting two Sustainability Champions uh, Award winners there. At Waxahachie, it's Cameron Alexander, Alexander rather, and Ennis, it's Patlin, uh, Patlin Mendez. Uh, they will be uh, honored as part of their uh, Sustainability Champions Award. Uh, thank you to Takis for your support of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Speaking of TexasFootball.com, you can find a lot of great stuff there on TexasFootball.com. Uh, we've got at least one article. 
I might be pushing it. We don't really do that around these parts. There's a ton of stuff on there. By the way, remember, um, WTF coming up at 2 o'clock today, so make sure you tune into that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Now it's time. Oh, man. For Pick- something that we have up on YouTube. Pickle, can you believe we? I, I started doing the picks as it was first known as Fixin' to Pick 'em, which mm-hmm. is still a great name. <laughs> the picks back in 2015. I was in high school. You go to hell. <laughs> I was graduating high school, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> It's time for week one of the Texas high school football season. It's time for me to once again embarrass myself on my predictions. Here's the picks, my high school football predictions for week one of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. Texas high school football is back. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning into the longest running prediction show in Texas high school football, I suppose. Year eight of the picks. Can you believe it? But here we are on the precipice of the 2022 Texas high school football season. We have slogged through the long off season. Realignment has come and gone. Coaching changes all over the place. But here we are, toe about to meet leather in more than 700 games all across the Lone Star State. It is truly the most wonderful time of the year. We, of course, have you covered every step of the way at TexasFootball.com. There are massive games everywhere you look in week one of the 2022 Texas high school football season. We start in Iowa Colony. 7 o'clock Friday night at Freedom Field in Iowa Colony. It is an Alvin ISD showdown live on Valley Sports Southwest as part of Texas Football Days as the Manville Mavericks take on the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks. What are the keys of this matchup? Key number one, Manville's youth movement. This is going to be a very young Manville team. They got absolutely obliterated by graduation, returning just three starters from last year's squad. Now, part of it is that they were pretty senior heavy last year. Another part of it is the addition of Iowa Colony High School. They're in the Alvin ISD, which is kind of drawing some kids away from Manville High. So kind of changing demographics, changing sands there at Manville High School for Coach Kevin Hall. Now, they really like the talent that they've got there, like quarterback Caden Smith, but a lot of it is largely unproven. So, in week one, on a big stage, can the youngsters from Manville step up? Key number two, the Butler did it. Let's talk a little bit about the quarterback situation for Shadow Creek with quarterback Duke Butler. The coach's kid has been spectacular for them. The district offensive MVP a year ago threw for 1,900 yards and 29 touchdowns in a sensational junior season. And now the big question is, what's next? Can he take that next step and go from being a great quarterback to an elite one? Because if they find an elite quarterback, suddenly the everything opens up for the Shadow Creek team. Uh, it all feels like it's right in front of them. Now, big test in the early going, going up against a talented Manville secondary led by blue chip cornerback Jalen O'Neal. So, can Duke Butler take the next step under center? And key number three, a budding rivalry. Believe it or not, this is the first ever meeting between Shadow Creek and Manville there in Alvin ISD. They're going to play a beautiful Freedom Field. It's going to be live statewide on Valley Sports Southwest as part of Texas Football Days. And, 
you kind of get the feeling that these two teams want to get a hand, their hands on each other. You kind of get the feeling that these two teams want to fight a little bit. They want to have this rivalry there in Alvin ISD, and I think there's a little bit of tension between these two programs. Of course, Shadow Creek is the newer program, but it's the team that has the state championship. Manville is the more experienced program, although they're hardly been around for, for all that long, but they're a team that's had success of their own and arguably has a longer track record than Shadow Creek does. So this is really a fight for who is the dominant force in Alvin ISD, and we could be seeing the beginning of a really fun rivalry down there in Alvin ISD. So, on a big stage with television cameras on them, which team can take hold of this rivalry? Who am I picking? I'm going with Shadow Creek. The Sharks get the nod here simply because I have far fewer questions about them than I do about Manville. This is a Shadow Creek team that looks like their offensive line is going to be pretty darn good. Quarterback is set. The receivers look really good. The defense looks like it could take a very nice step in 2022. This is a Shadow Creek team that feels ready right now. Manville may take some time to get there. I still think they're going to be a really good ball club, but because they're going to be so young and working in so many new pieces, especially in week one, I think it's probably too early to expect them to be playing up to their paper. But I think the rivalry aspect is going to even out a lot of these differences. I think that it's going to be a really fun atmosphere there at Freedom Field. It's going to be a fun telecast on Valley Sports Southwest, but I do think Shadow Creek gets the win. Let's go to East Texas, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bulldog Stadium in Tyler. It is a top five showdown in Class 4A as the Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs welcome in the Gilmer Buckeyes. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, big shoes to fill. If you look up and down this roster for Gilmer, there's a lot to like. They've got a lot of big-time playmakers who are back from their run to a state championship game last year. Rohan Fluellen, their number one receiver, is back out wide. He's going to be a dynamo. Ashton Haynes, a two-way star for this Gilmer team. He is back. There's a lot to like about Alan Metzl's squad. There's just one teeny tiny little thing missing, and that's a quarterback because they have graduated one of the most prolific quarterbacks in program history in Brandon Tennyson, and that's saying something because Gilmer's had some dudes at QB1. That's a real question mark entering the season for Gilmer is how they are going to fill the shoes left by Brandon Tennyson, who's now off to the next level. And especially in week one, that may still be an unanswered question. That doesn't mean it's not going to be answered down the road, but we just don't know what that answer is right now. So, as the season kicks off, is the Gilmer quarterback situation settled, or are we still figuring things out? Key number two, Chapel Hill's defense. It's going to be a lot written about this Chapel Hill offense because they are loaded. I mean, absolutely loaded. Ten starters are back from last year's squad. Whether you're talking about superstar quarterback Demetrius Brisbane or running back Ricky Stewart, uh, Deuce McGregor, they have playmakers everywhere on the offensive side. This offense for Coach Jeff Reardon is going to hum. But if this Chapel Hill team is going to be a state championship contender, like we think they could be, they've got to take a next step defensively. They were okay defensively last year, kind of middle of the pack in 4A Division I, but if they're going to win a state championship, they've got to be even better. better. I've got a big-time playmaker in Kevion Huddleston who up front who I think could be a game-changer, but overall, state championship hopes for Chapel Hill lie on the defensive side. We know the offense is going to do their thing. What does the defense do? So, in week one, how much progress has Chapel Hill made defensively? In key number three, it's week one. It's week one. <laughs> I mean, it kind of says it right there. This is the opening week of the Texas high school football season, and nobody expects any team, really, across the state of Texas to be a perfectly fine-tuned machine, right? 
there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be penalties. There's going to be missed blocks. There's going to be missed tackles. There's going to be drop passes. There's going to be those turnovers, those types of mistakes that you tend to see in week one. But at the same time, this is a really interesting test for both of these teams, which both have legit state championship aspirations. Chapel Hill in 4A Division I and Gilmer in 4A Division II. I think playing a clean game is ultimately what's going to determine this game. These two teams look really evenly matched. They look like they've got a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball. Who makes fewer mistakes? So it's week one. There's going to be errors out there. Which teams can mitigate those errors and grab a win? Who am I picking? I'm going with Chapel Hill. Being at home helps for the Bulldogs here, but I also think that their offense just has fewer questions right now because they bring back so much from what was one of the most unstoppable offenses in Texas high school football last year. And remember, a lot of these guys are like now sophomores and juniors, so get used to Chapel Hill for the next couple of years. This is a really dangerous offense that even though I think Gilmer's defense is going to be pretty darn good, I think Chapel Hill's going to have an opportunity to score some points. Look, all eyes are going to be under center for Gilmer. They've got to find a quarterback. If they find a quarterback, they're a bona fide state championship contender. That's the real question here. But I think it's probably asking too much to expect them to have that quarterback situation settled for good in week one. I think this game's going to be fun and it might get up and down as far as part of a high scoring shootout. But I do think Chapel Hill moves to one and no. The big slate on Saturday, 6 o'clock Saturday evening at Kincaid Stadium in Dallas. It is a 6A versus 5A showdown as the Duncanville Panthers take on the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears. South Oak Cliff back to defend their 5A Division II state championship and, uh, uh, they might be even better this season. Okay, this team is going to be absolutely fantastic. Amani Muhammad and Javon Thomas lead what, no exaggeration, might be the best secondary in the nation at the high school level. It is going to be ridiculous. The offensive line is going to be great. They've got big time receivers out wide like Randy Reese, but a big question at quarterback. Can they find somebody to replace Kevin Henry Jennings? On the other side for Duncanville coming off of a heartbreaking 6A Division I state championship loss, uh, they're going to be good at all the Duncanville things. Their front seven is going to be menacing, led by defensive end Colin Simmons, but they too have some questions at quarterback. Now remember last year, South Oak Cliff hung tough with Duncanville before Duncanville eventually won that game, but that should have signaled to us how good South Oak Cliff really was. I think there's a real chance South Oak Cliff wins this game. I think that their defense has been fantastic, and if they answer the quarterback spot, uh, question, they're going to be right in it. But I think you got to go with Duncanville from a depth perspective. I think they get the win, but keep an eye on this one. I think it's going to be really fun. Let's stay on Saturday, 7 o'clock Saturday evening at Allen's Eagle Stadium as part of the Tom Landry Classic. It is Lovejoy taking on College Station in a certified 5A banger. This game is going to be a lot of fun, and if you want star power, this is the game for you. College Station's got Marquise Collins, one of the most jaw-dropping talents in Texas high school football, who led College Station all the way to the state championship last season, and he is a dynamo and well worth the price of admission all by himself. Lovejoy might have one of the very best receiver cores in the state. I mean, they are going to be three, four deep in their receiver core led by Jackson Lavender. They look like they may be the chief challenger to South Oak Cliff in 5A Division II. As far as this week one matchup is concerned, I think it's going to be full of explosive plays back and forth. I think there's going to be big plays all over the place. But I have fewer questions about Lovejoy. They feel like a more well-formed and fully formed team right now as opposed to College Station where we have questions, right? New coach Stoney Pryor taking over. Uh, they've got, they need to find a quarterback to replace Jed Huff. They need to replace, I believe, three starters on the offensive line. There are questions about this College Station team that we simply don't have about Lovejoy right now. That's why the Leopards get the early nod. 
And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cougar Stadium in China Spring. How about a matchup of defending state champs to kick off the season? As the China Spring Cougars welcome in the Lorena Leopards in a must-see Central Texas showdown. And a great matchup of coaches here. You've got Ray Biles, uh, the coach for Lorena, who is entering his 31st season there with the Leopards, coming off his first state championship, looking for win number 201, going up against Tyler Beatty, looking for win number one. <laughs> coaching in his first game, taking over for Brian Bell after being promoted from an assistance position. The coaching matchup here is really interesting. It's such a, uh, an interesting dynamic. Uh, as far as on the field is concerned, China Spring has got to find a replacement for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, Major Bowden, and they've got one in Wimberley transfer Cash McCollum, who came in from the Texans and is going to be a little bit different. Uh, he's, he's more of a drop-back passer than uh, Major Bowden was, who was much more kind of quarterback power right up ahead, but this is going to be an offense I think is going to hum. Meanwhile, Lorena is probably going to have the single individual best player on the field in Baylor commit Jaden Porter. He is a monster out wide, but we also have some questions on the offensive line uh, for Lorena, and that is where I think China Spring is going to have an edge, their front seven against the Lorena offensive line. I think this game is going to be fun, and remember, China Spring beat Lorena last year. Lorena still had a pretty darn good year running to a 3A Division I state championship, so I wouldn't bury them quite yet if they were to get the win. But I do think that the Cougars start the year 1-0. But those are far from the only big games in week one of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Way out west, I like Canatillo over El Paso, Pebble Hills. Out east, I like Carthage to start the year 1-0 with a win over Kilgore. And down in the Brasses Valley, can be a and Consolidated over Huntsville. Corpus Christi Flower Bluff takes down Bernie. I like Dangerfield to beat Gladewater in a close one. And give me Abernathy to take down Childress. Eagle Pass takes down rival Eagle Pass win. Give me Holiday to beat Iowa Park. And in an interesting public versus private school game, give me Alito just barely over Parish Episcopal. The Jeff Joseph era at Port Natchez Grove starts with a win over Port Arthur Memorial. The Tom Westerberg era at Salado begins with a win over Fredericksburg. And a really interesting cross-regional matchup. I think Arlington Martin takes down Lake Travis. Huge triple header at the Alamo Dome on Saturday. I like San Antonio Reagan over Smithson Valley in the game I'm most interested in. Meanwhile, Thursday night out east, I like Timpson over Beckville. The Dave Campbell's Texas football crew will be there. I'm so fired up. And in the Austin area, I like Vandegrift to take down Dripping Springs. New coach Tony Salazar moves Austin Westlake to 1-0 with a win over Fourth Bend Ridgepoint. Give me Salina to take down Paris. And I'm going with Clarendon over Panhandle. Give me Coleman over Mason. I'm going with Edinburgh Vela over Edinburgh North and a really tough game to call on 4A. I like El Campo just barely over Cuero. Gregory Portland takes down Corpus Christi Cal Allen. I like Atascacita over Dickinson in a huge Houston area matchup. And I'm going to go with Jim Ned just barely over Hawley. Lubbock Cooper beats Dumas. I like Midland Legacy over Amarillo. And give me Munster over Bells. I think Galena Park North Shore starts their title defense with a win over the Woodlands. Give me Pleasant Grove over Brock in a massive 4A versus 3A matchup. And another game in that triple header at the Alamo Dome. I like San Antonio Brennan over Cibolo Steel. Give me Waco La Vega to outmuscle Cannondale. And in our six-man game of the week, it's a good one. I like Jayton to beat May. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com where you can find complete coverage of the 2022 Texas high school football season at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again for watching. Happy football season. We'll see you.
there it is, the picks, my high school football predictions for week one of the 2021-2022 Texas high school football season. Yeet. <laughs> um, and as always, I've promised this for seven seasons, and I'll promise it for an eighth. Mm-hmm. I guarantee I got at least one of those right. And you know what? Seems I've been fair. right every time. Right every time. Seems fair. 60% of the time, it works every time. 100% of the time. <laughs> We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Pickle, let's talk about our friends at Athletes to Athletes. That's Athletes, T-O, Athletes.com. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics or location or coaching style or financial aid? There's so many different factors that need to be considered when selecting a college program that are outside of just on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered on providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. You have questions, they have answers. This recruiting guide guide has checklists do's and don'ts key strategies it's a 22 page guide that covers everything you and your family need to know as you walk through your recruiting journey for a limited time basically till the end of the month i think athletes to athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience go to athletes to athletes.com slash dave campbell today to download the free college recruiting guide that's athletes to athletes.com slash dave campbell all right, Pickle, it's time to unveil our brand new segment because, you know, we, we, we people know that we, we hired Mike Craven, our college football um, insider. Certified He's good dude. Correct. Excellent reporter mm-hmm. um, and all these things. But I think people don't also don't know. The true reason. Which is And that, he's okay with us saying that's the true which reason. Is that Mike Craven is here to issue you some gambling advice in a segment we call... Craven Bats. Welcome in. Time for Craven Bets with our college football insider and financial advisor, Mike Craven. Welcome to Craven's Corner. We make money on this corner. We're going to make money on this corner. We make money on this corner. I've never uh, been more excited for anything in my life. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is exciting. This is our new college football segment um, on TFT. And, and we have an actual, an actual financial analyst here to, uh, to tell you what to do with your units. Yeah. Um, an actual degenerate gambler. Yes. Okay, he said it. I wasn't going to say it, but I'll agree. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and so today, uh, we are going to get to kind of down the road, you know, talk a little bit about uh, the, the FBS game that's going on this weekend. You're going to be out there in El Paso. But today, as a warm-up, I thought we'd take a look at some, uh, some over-unders, some win totals for the, for the 12 FBS teams. So um, we'll start with, I think, the, the most robust win total, or the one that we feel the best about. Where, where are we starting, Pickle? Let's start down in Houston. We are saying, according to Craven over there, Houston over nine over nine wins this year it feels and this could be we're pretty high on houston here yes you know and and so for these texas teams sometimes you get a little too close to the woods you know Mm -hmm. but nine wins for houston feels you know pretty easily doable i think that texas tech game scary you know maybe you drop one in conference play just because it's hard to like win 10 in a row 11 in a row like they did last year 
But even if they do that, that's 10 and 2. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they beat UTSA. They don't have to play Cincinnati. So get into nine wins, I think, to get a push is pretty easy. I think it's more likely they win 10 than they win 8. As long as Clayton Toon stays healthy and they, they can be... Um, they can be healthy throughout the defense. I think that's right. I, I agree with this one. There's others that we're not going to agree on, but this one, put your units there. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's head down to the Waco area. We're looking at the Baylor Bears over on seven and a half total wins on the season. I don't, I trust Vegas. I think Vegas, right. Vegas it was not built because they're full of dummies. Yep. Okay. I don't get this. <laughs> I, that, that's what, I'm like you, right? Like when I see something and like my opinion is this and Vegas's opinion is that, it makes me question myself. You know, I'm like, man, ah, you know, what do they know that yeah. I don't know? I think this has to do with the amount of production they've lost. And people keep grouping quarterback into that. Like they lost their quarterback, they lost their what? Sure, but I think Blake Shapin was the better quarterback. He mm -hmm. was the guy who started the Big 12 championship game. I think he completed 12 or 13 straight passes against that Oklahoma State defense. I think they're going to be better passing the ball. That offensive line and the way they do the wide zone, they're going to run the football no matter if I could be running back. I'm going to average 3.5 mm -hmm. a, you know, a carry. So I think they get to eight. Like The idea of Dave Aranda's team going in seven and five this year and a down Big 12 just seems insane to me. I think they at least get to eight. In the magazine, we have them getting nine, ten. Yeah. So I, I think they clear this one pretty easily. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, not to spoil the rest of the segment, this is the one I feel the best about. I feel over seven and a half feels like, uh, feels like to, to reference an old gambling segment, free money. Uh, what's next, Pickle? We are Pickle? not referencing <laughs> that gambling segment. We have upgraded. And speaking of upgrades, heading down to UTSA, San Antonio. How do you feel about the Roadrunners at over eight and a half? I took the over because I have to. Right, I got to get back to San Antonio every now and then, you know, like I need, I need my privileges. This one's tough, right? Because they play three games early on that is hard, mm -hmm. you know, starting off with Houston at home, then you're at Army, then you're at Texas. You know, it's quite possible this is the best 0-3 team in the nation, mm -hmm. and then they would have to win out. Uh, to get to that nine wins thing. My deal here is I think they do win out. Yeah. Like Conference USA is not very good. So that UAB game is the only one that will be kind of a toss up um, after this, you know, out of conference play. I think they get one of those games. Like I think they can beat Army. Maybe mm -hmm. they can upset Houston. We don't know what Texas is ever. Uh, but this one's a tough one for me. Yeah, but I, I think I'm leaning eight. towards nine rather than eight. Eight, eight. Something we'll do a lot on this uh, on this is we'll compliment Vegas. Eight and a half is a good line. Yeah, eight and a half is a spot on line because you feel really good if they steal one of those first three. You'll feel really good about over eight and a half. If they don't, they start zero and three, then you have no margin for error. But they're going to be favored in the rest of their games. So. I'm betting on Conference USA not being good. Right. That's exactly it. What's next, Pickle? Up next. Up 35 to Austin we go. Texas, under 8.5. Shorten the Longhorns here. Yeah, I mean, I would not put any money on Texas being 9-3. and three. Like, can you? Yeah. Can you, I mean, yeah. I can see, like, if a genie, if somebody from the future came and told me Texas won 10 games, I'm, I'll believe it. Yeah. But I'm not putting my money on it. Yeah. You know, so until we know what Quinn Ewers is, until we know what that offensive line is, until we know what that defense is, right? Like, that was like a historically bad defense last year. I just don't see the consistency to bet on nine. I think they lose to Oklahoma. I think they lose to Alabama, Baylor, Oklahoma State. That puts them in eight and four right there. Right. So it's hard for me to see Texas getting to nine. They have the talent to do it, mm -hmm. but you know they've been inconsistent for over a decade. Now. They're going to be a really interesting team, I think, whenever like game lines come out because there's always there's always a lot of money on 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 Texas, both both you know on them and shorting them, and so those lines tend to move, and it'll be very interesting to keep an eye. What's next, Pickle? 
Up next, we continue our trek up I-35 and we hit SMU over seven and a half for the ponies. This one's interesting. Seven and a half feels spot on again, uh, especially when you take a look at their schedule, but eight wins feels pretty doable for the ponies. Yeah, we had them eight in the magazine, so another line that's like right there, like you said. Um, their schedule is easier on the back end than it's been the last couple of years. They've had kind of the, like the late season mm -hmm. collapses under Sunny Dykes, but some of that was just schedule. That's when they were playing the really hard teams. Uh, I think they get to eight. This is another one that I could be talked into the under. I'd probably avoid this one, to be mm -hmm. honest with you, just because you don't know what Rhett Lashley's offense is going to look like. What is that defense going to be with a new system, a new coordinator? Uh, but I'm more likely to see them in eight wins than seven wins, I think, just because the Americans, another conference that's like, what is it beyond Cincinnati and Houston? And, and by the way, in we're just doing all 12 of the FBS teams this year. In, in future weeks, we're just going to talk about bets that he actually likes. It's not going to be so. This would be an actual stay away, but uh, I, I agree. Over seven and a half feels better than under, I think. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we're hopping off 35 and going way out west. The UTEP Miners actually playing this week. How do you feel about over five and a half? Will UTEP make a bowl? Yeah, I, I in my personal life, hammered this yes. over. Like, I have UTEP, UTEP winning seven games in mm. the magazine. Like, they play New Mexico. They play New Mexico State. They still have Rice. I think they beat North Texas mm -hmm. this weekend. You know, we're already at four. You know, mm -hmm. they only need two more. Uh, I think UTEP's going to be really good. They have their quarterback back. The running backs are back. Four out of their starting offensive linemen. That front seven's excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, again, Conference USA, so it's not like a murderer's row. Uh, they do have a t decent out-of-conference schedule with Boise State and Oklahoma, but I just this, this program has some momentum. They're yeah. going to sell out the Sun Bowl. They're feeling good. Dana Dimmel's back. I just don't see them going 5-7 and seven a year after winning seven games. That feels about right to me. What's next, Pickle? Staying out west, we're going to Texas Tech. Brand new head coach Joey McGuire. How do you feel about the first season going over mm -hmm. five and a half? This one's scary. I don't. I, I'll be. I don't like this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the other end. Yeah, no, I can see it. I, I mean, five, five and seven is because of that schedule. Mm -hmm. Like they play a tough schedule. North Carolina State on the road, who's going to be really good. They're hosting Houston, who has some revenge on their mind after blowing that first half lead last year. A lot of Big Twelve games are, are pretty tough on the road, so. Uh, I think they get a bump because Joey McGuire has everybody believe in there. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, you ask those people in the locker room, they think they're going 12 and 0. Yeah. Like, and they're not lying about it. Yeah. Like, they firmly believe that. Um, I, they went 6 and 6 last year. They were able yeah. to pull it off last year in the midst of a coaching change, an interim coach, and all that kind of stuff. I know the schedule's tougher this year. Uh, but if I have to make a bet, I'm going six and six rather than five and six. I think for me, I'm looking at this, I think there's a fair argument that they're going to be a better team with a worse record. Sure. Like yeah. that feels like the most likely scenario right. is they're very clearly moving in the right direction, but they finish five and seven or something like that. So what's next, Pickle? Back to Fort Worth we come now, the Horn Frogs. Again, another head coach, new head coach in Sunny Dykes. Curtin took under six and a half. Yeah, well, we talked about this when we did speed dating. You want to talk about a high variance team? Yeah, I could see them going three and nine. I could see them going nine and three. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I'm starting to see a lot of people I respect in the gambling space hammering TCU over six mm -hmm. and a half, right? Which gives me some pause because uh, usually like guys like Bud Elliott and mm -hmm. stuff like that is like, man, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, it's just the first year kind of transition. Mm -hmm. Like they lost Zach Evans. I don't know what their offensive line is going to be. They say it's a strength, but who knows, right? That defense was really, really bad last year. I mean, they gave up over six yards of carry, 34 rushing touchdowns. I don't know if you can fix that in one offseason. Um, and so for me, it's going to be an inconsistent team where TCU can beat anybody on their schedule, but they can lose to almost anybody on their schedule. Six and six feels about right. Yeah, I think that's probably kind of split the difference there, and, and, and six and six feels right. What's next? 
Let's head back down south. We're going to Texas State. You took the over on four and a half, which I feel like could be a little controversial with how the things have gone uh, so far. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if they were to win five games, that'd be the most wins they've had in a minute. Since 2014. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's the four and a half just seems low. Yeah. Like, I think they're a better team this year. They're going to be better at quarterback with Lane Hatcher. Um, they're going to be better running the football. They, they say they're going to be better in the front seven defensively, mm-hmm. rushing the passer. They're moving some guys around uh, to get more edge rushing. I think this program's moving in the right direction. I'm a Jake Spavadol believer. I like what he's doing in the transfer portal. I think it fits what they can do budget-wise at Texas State. This is another one where they've gone four and eight before. I think they're better. So in a Sun Belt West that's pretty bad, mm-hmm. like the East is good. Yes. The Sun Belt East is good. But the Sun, we- Sun Belt West is, is winnable. Maybe not even winnable, but second place is up there. I think they get to five wins. I really do. I think, I think they get to five wins. That everyone can agree that if they don't, then yeah. that's where uh, the SPAB train might be ending. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If they don't get to at least five wins, I think even six wins, yeah. there's going to be some conversations happening in San Marcos, and there probably should. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly right. What's next, Pickle? Down back to the Houston area, we go hoot hoot the Rice Owls over three and a half. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a team one. How many games Rice won last year? Four. Four. I think Rice is going to be better than they were last year. Yeah. Over three and a half feels like, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. schedule's tough. Schedule's tough. Sure. You got Texas on the schedule. That's uh, automatic out. USC. US, USC, yeah. Houston. There's three losses there. I think over three and a half is very doable. It's a, again, the Conference USA isn't that great. Mm-hmm. They're going to steal one or two there. They won four <laughs> games last year, and they lost two in overtime. You know, yeah. So there were two overtime losses away from being six and six. They're better this year. Mm-hmm. They are. They're a better football team. Now, does that get them to six wins? I don't think so. I think five and seven is about what we had them in the magazine. Mm-hmm. But I think they absolutely get to four. This is just the average better not knowing anything about Rice, assuming yeah. that they're bad and, and throwing the, yeah. the under there. If they made it four and a half, yeah. Now that, that gets interesting, right? Yeah. They need money to even it out, so three and a half feels like you can get some money on the other side of the, of the house. I think that's right. What's next, Pickle? Let's talk some big boy football here. Texas A&M, and you're going under nine. Under nine. Um, not, I mean, I think they're going to go nine and three. That's the issue. Yeah. Like, for me, it's right. like, or, or, oh, it was over nine and a half. half. I'm sorry. Oh, over, under I, nine I, and a half. That, that I feel better That's about. the key. That's the key. I would, if it was nine... Right. Buy the hook and hit the under. Yep. You know what I mean? But 100%. that's but under nine and a half feels like that's the play. Yeah, I mean until A and M proves that it has one a quarterback and two consistency enough to win in the SEC week in and week out. Because they like last year's the perfect Texas A and M Jekyll and Hyde season to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they went eight and four, but lost four conference games and one of those wasn't even to Alabama. Yeah. You know, so like that SEC schedule's tough. It's tough week in and week out. You don't get any breaks. Um, I nine and a half seems like, like you're betting on A and M winning ten games. They've never done that, like, in most of our lifetime. Yeah. You know, like, it's been a while. Like, oh, I guess Manziel's Manziel team year. won 10 games that first year they were in the SEC. You know, but since then, they've lost at least three conference games every single year. Yeah. You know, except for the 2020 pandemic year. So, uh, you're betting on A&M to do something that they've only done with a Heisman Trophy quarterback on campus. They mm-hmm. don't have that this mm-hmm. year, right? So, I'm going to bet on the SEC and the under. All right. And what's next, Pickle? And finally, we end up in Denton. There we go. Taking North Texas. That's supposed to be under. I put the wrong graphic in again on that. But let's go North Texas. I was going to say. Under six and a half. That was, that's your, there we uh, go. that's your alma mater talking right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. like, Maybe yeah. Maybe I yeah. squeeze that in right. for a reason. Yeah. She's <laughs> gaslighting us. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I will change six the and, mind. Six and a half. I like North Texas. I probably like North Texas more than most people. 
Uh, six and a half feels rich yeah. to me. For the same reason I had to take the over on UTSA, I had to take the under on North Texas, you know, like it's just part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make Pickle mad, even though she messed up the graphic and, and made it over. Remember anyway. who's, who's mm-hmm. running the computer over here, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, a lot of it comes down to this game against El Paso. Yeah. If North Texas wins this game week zero, they're going to get mm-hmm. to six and a half, seven. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to get to seven wins. Uh, they lose this game, I think six and six about as good as they can hope for. Uh, they started Austinani again. And I, we could get to October, November, and I could be dead wrong, and I'll admit it anywhere that I talk, right? But with Austinani as the quarterback, I feel like we know what North Texas' offense looks mm-hmm. like, and it's going to be average. And mm-hmm. you're betting on that defense to be really, really good again. I just don't see a five-game winning streak to kind of close the year. If I got to go seven or five, I'm picking, I'm picking, or seven or six, I'm yeah. picking six for North Texas. I think that's probably the the, the safer pick. Okay, so in an average week, we're going to go through, and you're going to have some plays that you like on on, on in Texas college games. There is one game this week. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be out there in El Paso, UTEP, and, and North Texas. Uh, last I saw, I believe it opened North Texas was a one-point favorite. Yeah. And now, has it steamed all the way to UTEP? Yeah, well, it's Pick'em last okay, it's I pick saw. Pick'em last time. I think it'll be UTEP minus one by the time kickoff comes around. Just be like the smart money is going to come in on the home team. This is a really even game. UTEP's won the last two. Uh, Austin Ani's played well in both of those games. Mm-hmm. You know, he threw five touchdowns against uh, UTEP in 2020. Uh, he hasn't thrown an interception in two starts against UTEP. He hasn't been sacked yeah. in two starts against UTEP. Still, I think at home with a sellout, Gavin Hardison recorded, returning at quarterback, the defensive line, that front seven being so good, I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a fun game out in West Texas. Uh, but I think UTEP wins you know, by, by a field goal or a touchdown. These, UTEP's, or North Texas has won the last two, but by a combined five points, right? These have been close games. I think it's another close game, but I'm going to lean towards the home team. So then assuming if this was a normal Craven Betts segment, would you have a play for this one? Yeah, I, I like UTEP. Mm-hmm. I like UTEP a lot this year. And, and this week, it's kind of like, it's weird to say this about a week zero conference game, but we're going to learn a lot about both yeah. teams, all right? Like, this kind of dictates whether UTEP's going to reach those expectations they're all thinking that they're going to get to this year. But if they lose at home to start the year against what we're all thinking as an average North Texas team, that resets that out there, right? So I think the momentum of week zero, them kind of knowing who they are a little bit more, I think for UTEP, this is the right time to play North Texas. North Texas is going to be better in week eight than they are in week zero. Uh, I think UTEP wins this game. It's the week zero edition of Craven Bets here from Craven's Corner because on this corner, we make money. There it is. Craven Bets. I might as well run the intro. <laughs> Craven Bets. We're going to do that every week with Mike Craven, our college football insider and financial advisor here on Texas Football Today. Of course, listen to the Republic of Football with Mike Craven, Ishmael Johnson, and Mallory Hartley every Wednesday, wherever you're watching this show and on the podcast vendor of your choice. So, yeah, um, Craven Bets. Next week, we're going to have a, a full slate of college football, and he'll actually have some uh, some plays. This was kind mm-hmm. of a nice entree into it. So Yep. We're very excited to welcome Mike Craven to the land of the bed of the like the the real hallowed ground of the wagering segment on Texas football today. Notice how we got Tepper out of there and put Craven in. Like I can I can deal with that. We just rebranded the same segment. No, we didn't. 
Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, a reminder, we've got games all weekend long on TexanLive.com. Tons and tons of games. If you're interested in what games that we have all weekend long, tune into WTF, Women Talking Football, coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So I will be seeing you again in about 58 minutes. Oh, I guess we better hurry. That's going to do it for <laughs> us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Tyler Beatty of China Spring for being our guest for Mike Mike Craven. I guess Mike Craven yeah. was on it. And thanks to Mike Craven. Kinda. He yeah, thanks to Mike Craven. We like Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of your trophy. Happy football season. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas. They are.